Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, DJs and DJs of the future. This episode of the podcast is supported by Doing the Damage, the only DJ pool focused exclusively on house and dance music. Supplying the best remixes, bootlegs, mashups and exclusive promos from their global network of DJs, producers and labels. Check it out now at doingthedamage.com. You can find more episodes of this podcast, including chats with James Hype, Ben Hemsley, Lefty, Vanilla Ace, Tim from the Utah Saints, and many, so, so many more. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and on Mixcloud. Simply search Felix Leiter in the house. In this episode, I talk to Blacker about growing up in Spain, his early influences, and first gigs on the magical island that is Ibiza his impressive release schedule and early support from industry heavyweights. English is not Blacker's first language, but he does an impressive job on the podcast. I'm a big fan of his music, so go check him out if you haven't heard the name before. He's got a great dream gig featuring some cracking classic back-to-backs too. So let's get into it. Felix Leiter's in the house. The podcast about DJs, what they do, and who they are. Blacker, welcome to the show. How are you, ma'am? I am fine, and you? Um, I am good, sir. I'm also going to explain to people listening um, what we were just talking about. So Blacker, I think, is probably the first person on this podcast who would not say that English was their first language. So... I'm going to try and speak slowly um, and we're going to have a good conversation where we understand each other. Um, where are you today, sir? Uh, I'm here in Spain, in the north of, in the north of Spain. It's, uh, it's a region like called Galicia and it's in, on the top of Portugal, but it's from Spain. It's nearly 20 kilometers uh, away from Santiago de Compostela. It's one of the the Christmas cities in the world, like Christmas. No, like a Christian. Yeah, uh, it is because in the there's, world. And there's a there's a big. Um, isn't there a big a pilgrimage or a walk that people do? Yeah. Is that right? Yes, 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 yes. People from all the world comes here and to Santiago, Santiago, walking or in or on the bicycle sometimes on the. Home too and it's like a little bit crazy i never did it because it's very very hard um i think to get to get um the the title from from the pilgrim uh, you must uh, make uh, 100 kilometers uh walking that's the minimum and yeah it's like two or three days uh, it's not about the what about the, the highway it's like uh, uh, up uh, going up the 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 mountains and go back go go down it's everywhere you say it's very very um how to say it uh, very oh mate um it's brutal that's what i've heard yes it's brutal <laughs> and very very nice very very nice to see it's like everyone everyone changes mind and uh, changes thinkings uh, about his life. Cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe I must try it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so how how before we we're going to obviously get onto music and DJing and all that kind of stuff. But how yeah. have you found? Obviously, it's interesting because you are 
in a different country. I think in lockdown, I've spoken to Ben Santiago in Ibiza. But how have you found the last six months, man? I take it you haven't been doing as many DJ gigs, if at all. Like, how have you found it where you live? Have you been there all the time? Like, yeah, just how's how's the kind of last six months been for you? Yes, uh, the, uh, the last six months, um, I made a travel to Manchester with a, with a friend of mine. Um, we uh, both of us uh, we want we traveled to Manchester to the Warhouse project, but it was closed. <laughs> and we say, "Fuck, man, we come here to to Manchester three days and to to to, to get the itinerary." And yes, um, in February that was a carnival here in, in carnival in, in Spain and especially in Galicia is very important. And we have a lot of work there, DJing and and making yeah, obviously making music too. But um, the most part of February I was playing. And uh, middle of March um, in Spain we were we we go in lockdown like the most part of Europe I think. But um, Yes, it was two and a half months that it was very, very hard. Um, for me, it's very, very hard because I'm always a, a, a person that um, I'm out of the house. I, 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 when I'm at home, I only make music or, yeah, I spend a little time with my, with my little sister and with my mother. But um, normally, I'm always out of the, of the house. Or making music, or out of the house, with spending time with the friends, or working, or some, or making business. But yeah, I and to have um, two and a half months uh, in the same four walls, it was um, yeah the first the first month uh, the first month, but was amazing because I can focus only on make music and was made. I can. Well, it's fucking incredible. Nobody will say me go out of the way of the of the studio. Um, but after the first month, first and a half month was made, yeah. I must go out. It's because yeah, it's it's like if you uh, now uh, I just uploaded the story that I I make work out here. I run a, a little bit, and I'm very close to and nature. This is why um, why I love Ibiza too, and why I love my my country here. Uh, because it's the part of Spain that everything is green. Yeah, and in in winter is <laughs> fucking raining all day, but in summer it's very very um, nice to see it. And it's like yeah. And then now uh, we came from um, the lockdown. I think starting May. Starting May, middle of May, and then um, here in Spain, the, the, the situation was very critical. Um, I don't know, 40,000 40, people died here from, from the fucking COVID. And um, yes, uh, the clubs uh, were open in middle of June, I think. Wow. Middle of June, uh, final, final, or no, start. I think starting July. Sorry, starting July. But uh, the 15th of August, um, the, the Spanish government uh, closed everything, and yeah, it's like 
you only are had on, in the club the 30% of the capacity yeah. and um, the most part of the clubs they they still was still closing because it's not um, it's not good business for them only yeah. 30% of of capacity and yes i think i only had one gig or one or two gigs but it was um, it was a very strange situation yeah, it's been a it's been a really a really hard summer for everyone, um, and obviously, you know, heart goes out to everyone who's who's lost who's lost people. Um, but in our little tiny world of which we're talking about today, it's been really tough for DJs and clubbers and a lot of other people that work in clubs, sound like guys and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, hopefully, we're going to be in a different place next summer. Um, so we're going to take it like right back. Um, so we're going to start talking about you and, and your your life in music, um, and I want to take it. I'm really interested in this because, again, you're, you're Spanish. You come from a different, a different background. So I want to take it all the way back to when you were way before DJing, you know, even way before school, um, when you first started to hear music. Um, where was it? Was it a parents playing it? Was it friends? What kind of music was it? So yeah, way before clubbing, way before dance music. Just what was this, the first influences? that you were hearing? Was it Spanish music that I wouldn't know? Was it uh, international music, British music, American music? What was that first bits of music that you remember hearing as a, a really young child? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because um, the first 11 years of my life, I'm 27 now, but the first 11 years of my life, I lived in Germany. Okay. So I came from... That, that's why... Um, that the, the my English accent is like more German than Spanish. Uh, everybody says that. Um, and yes, um, I think my first, my first, I think my first um, remember of music. I think it was entering, uh, it was entering the garage with my father on on my father's car. Uh, it was a BMW. Uh, BMW is, is like a <laughs> how you say it in in, in the UK. A BMW um, or a yeah. VW or a Volkswagen? No, no, no. BMW. A BMW. Yeah, uh, it, I love this car. Obviously, I it's, I still have my my car is still the BMW and it was a track. I I I. I Years be uh, years after that, I I, I recognized the track, and uh, the first track that I remember to hear is um, from Blue Eiffel, Blue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blue. Yeah, I'm blue. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't know. Um, 1999. Okay. I don't know. 98. I don't. Know. Yeah, I was six years then. Yeah, it's it's quite difficult to came more back of this and another another um another remember that what i what i remember is to hear um i don't know uh, it's here in spain she is very very famous uh, it's um and especially in this region um kate ryan okay possibly. kate ryan uh, the um, i don't know i don't remember the title of the track um yeah it's it's another it's another thing that i remember is um going to watch a, i'm i'm very football uh, fan 
okay. from Deportivo La Coruña. Deportivo La Coruña. I don't know if you was. Yeah. Yeah. And another, another. Uh, remember that what I remember there is uh, going in the high high speed um, with my father uh, again, going to watch the 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 um, match, uh, Deportivo La Coruña match, and hearing the track of um, yeah, Kate Ryan. Uh, I don't know who who. If I can, I, I can uh, <laughs> look for the for That's the. That's okay, man. It was just it was just getting an idea. So it's even it's interesting that there's that there's that mix. They shan't say. They shan't say from Kate Ryan. And then yeah. and so and then do you do you remember sort of? I mean, I guess you would have when you started to have the ability to listen to your own music. Like it wasn't something that was either playing that your parents were playing or that was on in a football game. I guess. Would that be like, have you always been like a digital music um, kind of person, like because of your age? Like, or do you remember getting CDs or did you, or was the first memory of getting music, like having a laptop or an iPod? Like, what, what was that first thing, those first memories of kind of you selecting music that you liked yourself to listen to? What, 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 what were you doing that on? Was it, like I say, was it CDs? Was it an iPod? No. Was it a laptop? Oh. It was an MP3 player. It was like very, very small. I remember. Yeah. Um, no, no. I, I think I'm wrong. Um, the first uh, thing what what I had to hear music was a Walkman. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was you must put the play, uh, CD the CD in. And yeah. Um, nowadays, if you see if the this generation. Say we are we was crazy uh, to walk with this and hear music on the on the street with this. Um, so was it and was that a, a CD think, Walkman? Was that a CD Walkman? Or was yeah, it? A, yeah. Yes. So can you remember what those Walkman. first? What were those first? Like, can you remember the first CD that you ever bought, like with your own money? Um, I think you will kill me, but I think I never, I never, uh, I never um, bought a CD. Like, I, obviously, I, I, I bought music. The, uh, like I uh, as digital on Beatport and so, but then you, but then you burnt it onto CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I never, never, never. Um, maybe yes. I don't know. I, I I can't remember if I if my father, um, if my parents, sorry, um, bought me some CD. Uh, I remember that. Um, it's it's um, it's not good to say, but my 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 father ripped it uh, a CD. Like um, I don't know if, if I say it right. Uh, repeat it like yeah, that's right. A no, copy yeah. from an original. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, from <laughs> a Spanish do a, a Spanish a child um, group from I don't know 2000. It was like a, a group of a series of a uh, yeah a TV series. I okay. don't know. Yes, and um, yeah, that's the, the my first my first. Um, how to say it? Remember or yeah, I don't no, know. That's, yeah, yeah, that's right, man. So, and then when when were you first? Like, when did you first become aware that that someone was a DJ? Like, did you see someone DJ? Did you see someone play? Did friends have decks? Did you watch on YouTube? Like, when did you just first become aware that somebody mixed music together for the entertainment of other people? Yes. Um, I think it was 
it was in Germany, but I was um, seven, eight years old. Okay. And I, 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 I didn't comprehend um, what are they making at this moment. And it was DJ Bobo. I don't know if it's, it's a legend in Germany. It's a, it's, it's a legend in Germany. Like it's a very commercial DJ. And he, I think he was a um, few, few years ago and on, um, on Germany's Got Talent or something like that, some, some TV show there. And I think the first DJ that I, I remember was, was DJ Bobo. But um, when I started to, to complain, complain, yeah, uh, complain, um, what are they making? It was in a club. It, it's, a, it's a funny version because it's a funny um, It was in a club uh, here next to my house. It's like eight kilometers away from here, I think. Um, it's called Chanticleer. And the name before of Chanticleer is Octopus, and in Octopus they they came Richie Hartin, Karkov, everything, every top DJ come, came here in this in this club. And yes, I was uh, 15 or 15, 14, 15 years old when I entered for the first time, and I saw uh, Chucky and uh, DJ Choose. I was I saw the no sorry yes I saw the first time was uh, Chucky. Because he came from Tomorrowland, I think. Yeah, I think, yes, from Tomorrowland. Um, and then uh, I remember to see DJ Choose from Choose and Ceballos. They was uh, in, this, uh, in this time, it was alone, he, only his. And um, nowadays it's, uh, it's a reference for me. I didn't think he knows me. But it's David Penn. The first time that I saw David Penn play, it was here on eight kilometers from my house. Uh, wow. And yes, let's the uh, last ADE I saw him in the in the same bar. Like, mate, uh, I can't understand the the life and the words. Yeah, because it was everything was new for me to be there and remember that I saw him play. Um, for the first time here, and it was made. I don't know. It's like fucking crazy for me. Why did yeah, uh, Why did you move? Um, why did you move from Germany to Spain? It was a decision of my uh, of my parents because they 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 wanted to have um, here a life for us. That our lives. Um, yeah, we was. My my I, I'm uh, I was 11 years old. We came from back in after the um, Euro, football Euro from Portugal. Yeah, and um, and uh, my my sister was eight. Yes, and they they decided to came back to Spain for us to make our life in Spain and not in Germany. So, do you feel Spanish or do you feel German? No, I always feel Spanish. Spanish. I all yeah, like it was fr from when I was uh, was in Germany. I, I I born here in Spain, but with six months okay. I went to, to with my parents to to Germany. So, but when, yes, I, I love the country. Of, so of when country. when do you first remember 
When do you first remember thinking, like, I want to be a DJ? Like, when do you remember kind of seeing something or hearing something and thinking, like, that's what I want to do. I want to, to learn how to be a DJ. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember because it's not so long uh, away, <laughs> obviously, uh, honestly. Um, I started in this when I was 18. Okay. I think I was 18, like nine years ago. And I was a waiter in a club, in you know, a small puff club here. In, 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 and uh, they asked me if I could play in New Year's Eve. And I, I say yes, everyone. I love music like all my time. I, I, I really, I can't um, be more than half an hour only when I'm sleeping um, to stay to be without music and I played uh, for the first time on 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 New Year's Eve and um, I started there but I think um, I started obviously with 18 years old um, you saw all the big DJs all the big festivals and you were dreaming like yeah I will play main stage of Tomorrowland or main stage of uh, I don't know, we are festival or something like that. Uh, but it, it was not really the, the, that moment in this. In, in this. I think um, five years ago, I started to, to, to um, how to say it, to think about that I really can be a DJ, that I really can be a producer. I started with 19 with FL Studio. I continue nowadays producing on FL and, um, and yes, so DJ, it, so, it's so, only, you must see that. So DJ wise, um, if we're going back, cause this is really interesting because it's really, it's really quite recently. So if we go back those kind of five or six years, what were the yes. steps in your head? So you've like, what did you decide to do? To, to become a DJ? Did you decide that you needed to get equipment first? How did you go about getting your first gigs? Where did you get those gigs? Like, take me back like five or six years to your plan of how you went about becoming a DJ. Yes. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yes, obviously I know, but... Um, did you get some equipment? Did you get a controller, or did you get? Yeah, yeah. After after the first gig in in this New Year's Eve, I, I always wanted to to work on New Year's Eve because I I don't like the atmosphere on on New Year's Eve here in here in Spain. Okay, it's like I'm be honest, and I don't like how how the parties goes here. And um, I bought my first DJ controller, my D I my DJ my it was a Vestax um, VMC 300, and I bought it. It was for me at, at this moment. It was two hundred fifty euros. A lot of money. And it, yeah, that, that was a lot of money. With with eighteen years old, you are you are living with your parents and you have no work and yes, um, you are still studying. It was a lot of money, and. I must bought it. I, my parents he, he don't help me in this in this way because um, they saved me. And yes, if you want 
to buy it, buy it, but we will not help you. It's like your toy and you must buy it. Yeah. And um, I started in this way. And um, the second the second gig I had, it was three months uh, after New Year's Eve in the big um, in the big um, local um, fest day. And uh, we, 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 we speak about uh, with, uh, with um, how to say it, the, with the city, sorry. And we make like uh, a small festival and uh, they lent us three, I think three CDJs, a uh, thousand MK3 with CDs. I, I, I was play, I, I must play there with That's that's um, how we started, honestly. How I started, and uh, the next summer I make uh, I had a residency here in in another another city, small city. I, I call it city, but it's not really a city like like London or Birmingham or or Santiago. Um, do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening, man. Okay, yeah. Um, And yes, I, I started here every Friday and every Saturday um, as a resident DJ. And I started in this way. And uh, yeah, then I moved to a, another city and then start again there. And um, it was a funny, funny story because um, here the 23 of June in Galicia, it's um, like... It, it's the day or the day and the night has the same time and it's uh, and we make a big party like uh, for yeah like everything we make here a party and one of my friends he um he uh throw a bottle of alcohol on my uh recently paid con- dj controller uh. <laughs> She was, he, he was a little bit uh, drunk, but yes, um, now, nowadays it's like, okay, it, no, nothing happens. It, it's not like a CDJ 2000 or 2000 exit or 3000 like uh, <laughs> last Just week released. comes out. <laughs> so, yes. And so, so, so those were the first kind of, the first kind of gigs that you were getting then around your, around your local area. Um, when did you like? When did you? Sorry. Get, so they were they were the first gigs that you did that were sort of local to around where you were living, yeah. Yeah. And did you? Yeah. Get, but you've you've done plenty of gigs in Ibiza, right? Yes. So talk I to me about do, talk to I, me about talk to me about going to Ibiza and those sort of shows. Yes, I make my I made my debut on on Eden making a warm up for Just You. Amazing. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very nice guy, honestly. Um, and I made my debut there uh, in 2018. Yeah, two, two years ago. And how did two that gig ago. come about? How did you get that gig? Um, the promoter, the promoter, uh, he he gave us in one. Well, uh, um, first of all, I had a gig in February 
in Malaga. Maybe you know where Malaga is. It's, it's all in the south of Spain. I had yeah. to be there. And the promoter and and my my nowadays he is my agent, my my manager. Sorry, um, he found me there on Malaga, and he said to me, "Yeah, I'm making a party. It's uh, I'm making a party in in Eden in Ibiza, and I want to try try you there." And I said, "Yeah, okay, fine." <laughs> 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 what can I do there? <laughs> had you been to and, Ibiza before that gig? I, had you been there? No. no. So that was the first time to Ibiza to go to Eden. Wow. Yes, this was the first time because I, 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 it, I think my manager he doesn't know it, but um, I were I was uh, were three days before on Ibiza, and I went. To with a friend of mine, because yeah, I, it was a friend of mine there. And um, Blacker, in the beginning of Blacker, we were two. Okay. And then, yeah, we were two. And just before, just before to go to Ibiza, that's why I, I, I say that um, the Blacker project comes uh, started there in Ibiza. Um, my my friend. He split up. He say, "I don't will play more uh, as DJ," and I say, "Okay, then I will continue this 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 way." And um, I was very angry with him uh, because I we I we must play it on Thursday, Thursday, and um, we was we were Wednesday there, and I say to them, uh, "Let's go." To to see, I don't know where, where I was playing Wednesday. I think Marco Carola on on Amnesia. Okay. And I say, come, let's let's see Marco Carola. No, I think Marco Carola is is, is Monday. I don't know who was who was playing, but I say to him, let's go to a uh, to a club here in Ibiza because it's the first time that we are um, that we are in in Ibiza. And he said to me, no, I will take photos. Because he, he loves to take, he is a photo, a photo man nowadays. And he said, no, I will take photos tomorrow at 7 a.m. <laughs> he could have just gone to the club and stayed up. That's what he should have yeah. done. He should have come out yeah. and then just stayed up. And I was literally saying, mate, you must be fucking kidding me. We are in Ibiza, in the world center of the clubs. You love clubbing. I love clubbing, and you are saying to me that you will uh, wake up early tomorrow to fucking photos that you can make another fucking day. And he said, yes. And I said, mate, I, I was so angry with him that I go, uh, I was, um, a friend of mine, he calls me, and hey, do you go to Ushuaia or not? Yeah, no, I'm in fucking bed, 10 p.m., I'm fucking bed, and... I will sleep because tomorrow uh, I think I will be nervous to make my debut in Ibiza for just Jules on a, on a, for a guy who gives me the opportunity. He pays me everything to go to Ibiza, and I will I I I I I'm so angry. I will no speak to anybody right now, and I I fell asleep. I can say that I never go party in Ibiza. 
But how was the gig with Jules? How was that gig? Was that good? It was. It was amazing. It was amazing. I I I always had problems, nervous problems. Yeah. But in the Ibiza, I had nothing, 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 nothing. It was, um, yeah, I, I played the first uh, hour from, from opening to, to the Just Jules um, set. And everyone was dancing. It was, it was very, very nice. I can't, I can't I, honestly, I can't explain it on, on words. It and, was um, magic. It was, so then, so then re- release-wise... Um, what were the first labels that you had you had music out on? What was my first release? Oh yeah, the first release. What was the first couple of labels? Like, what were the first records? Because I obviously know that you've had stuff on Har House and Zulu. I, I started. Um, I started. Yeah, yeah, same, same, same. So, so yeah. So, which no. which labels did you first release on? Yes, my first label what I released on was um, was last year because I never get the step after after signing to the agency to my manager and to they say to me yeah you must release to music obviously and so and uh, I released my first track was uh, it's a party called the, the track called it's a party on Zulu Records on the Miami compilation from last year. Yeah, and uh, it was the track was played for me. It was amazing. I honestly I jumped jumped when I saw that. Um, it was played on Mark Knight Zulu uh, Radio. Yeah, and it was made. It's amazing. It was amazing for me. And then um, I continue. It was a, a, a first step. It was a goal for me. The second label was. Um, with the track "Gonna Feel Alright," and hits, I think it hits uh, position 18 on the Beatport uh, top chart. Amazing on Warhouse. On Warhouse. Warhouse. Yeah. Yes, and it was uh, when my manager called me. It, it was I was sleeping. I was sleeping. He he said me, "Okay, mate, um, I, we just signed with Warhouse," and I say, "Really." Because I always play some track of Warhouse, I, I love that. Let's say a label. Obviously, if you go higher and higher, um, you and if you go into the industry, you see that um, that um, that uh, the, the labels they are top labels, and there are better labels, better labels like on on as Warhouse. But especially on, on Zulu and Warhouse, I, I, I have uh, so much love of, of the labels. No, I think, they're, because, uh, I think they're very, very very solid labels to release on, ne- never mind being your first releases. Did you release on Hot Fingers after that? Yes. It was a collaboration with, with Pachaleg and Matt Caselli. It was very crazy, amazing. When, when, I, when I asked it to Matt Caselli if they if he wants to make a collab with me. It was amazing. It was very, very... I think the track, we made it in one week. It was... Wow. Flow. So, every four. so yeah, what, yeah. Would, what would this summer... Let's just say... Um, 
that the, the pandemic, that COVID, the virus didn't didn't happen. What would have the summer yeah. of 2020 looked like for you? Like, did you have lots of gigs in the diary? Did you have any of your release? Well, let's just start there. What would this this summer, if we hadn't been in lockdown for two and a half months, if none of this had yeah. ever happened, what was your what would have summer 2020 looked like for Blacker? Um, yes, I think, I think we had a lot of gigs, honestly, because, um, before the summer, I just, um, signed it with a booking agency for Spain and uh, for South America. And, um, it, it's, uh, here in Spain, it's a very strong uh, agency. And I think maybe we could have, I don't know, 20, 30 gigs in the summer. I don't know. And obviously, I would have a, a, a party, and I had I had uh, two gigs confirmed in in Ibiza, and yes, obviously, all the all goes down, and maybe maybe I would have another residency in Ibiza, like yes, last year I had my own party in in, in my own residency, sorry, in in Es Paradis. So how did and you get how did you get that how did you get that residency in S Paradise? How I get it? Yeah, it was uh, from my from my management everything. Um, yeah. So looking. I'm very happy on this. <laughs> yeah. So looking <laughs> looking forwards, um, have you got records that are signed and yet to be released, or um, what's what are you holding on to records? Are you holding them back? because you're not sure of what's going on with the virus. Like, what are you, like, obviously we're recording this in September 2020. What are your plans for the next six months or so? Are you busy making lots of music? Have you got music signed to be released? Or are you keeping music back to wait until next year? What's the plans? No, I think in this way, I think in this way, the only in this way, the, the pandemic, it's... Um, was benefit for me because I reached to labels that maybe I in, in this way I, I at this moment maybe I don't uh, reach it yes but um, I have from now to December or January I think I will have a release every month so I'm I'm making music I'm making. I have obviously I have time. I make music. I'm sending to the labels, and then um, and then the labels comes out. I will have now a release in October. I have uh, two releases: one on Johan S um, label Subtractive Records, and then on final it's for me it's the the release on November. Uh, it's um, on the Tech House label of Black Hole Recordings. Yeah, um, Black Hole Recordings. Everybody knows it. It's like the first label of Tiesto. Yeah, it's like amazing label. And um, in December, I come on Let There Be House too. Uh, December, November. Yeah, and that's <laughs> there's no more month. And I will have a release in 2021 with uh, Mood Funk. Yeah, nice. That that's that's confirmed. Um, I have a big, I have two big collaborations 
with with uh, vanilla. With vanilla ice. And maybe maybe yes, I ace yes I say ace ice. Yeah, I, I say every time I say it wrong. No, no. Shout and out to he, shout out to Sam Young. Sam Young's been on the podcast. I'm a big fan of uh, big fan yeah. of Vanilla Ace. Yeah, man, he's a he's a top guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to release like uh, a remix two weeks ago on Wildcard Record. I have a release with my mate uh, Sonny Craft uh, on Wildcard Records in July. Yeah, the third of July, I think it was. Amazing support. Amazing. It's an amazing label for me too. And what's what's and, happening with your collabs with Vanilla Ace? Are they going out on Wildcard or are they a different label? I can't say you because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that there are two labels that are interested in one of one of the track. Cool man. And um, but you know, I, I you know how the how this industry works, and. Um, I hope I hope um, to release it on another label uh, who's not Wildcard. Okay. But if it's on Wildcard, that would be it's great too. Perfect too. It's like it's like the, it's the tracks they are sounding so good. It's like it's one of my favorite tracks of. of I'm, I'm in the minute like uh, the minute I have like um, there's just records that I get sent. Or there's records that I'm working on with people and I'm just going, oh, I just want to hear them in a nightclub, man. Like, I just want to hear them loud with lots of people in front of me with lights flashing. Um, Because it's just, there's you know, there's something about hearing those records. And your records are like that, man. Like, I love, you know, your release on Stashed and stuff. Like, but... You just sometimes you just need to hear a record in a nightclub. It's not good enough hearing it on your headphones. It's not good enough hearing it like through your laptop. Like sometimes you just need to feel the sub shaking the whole building. Um, so it's it's difficult sometimes when you've got those, you know, because you make really really great club music, and it's it's sometimes frustrating not hearing it in a nightclub. Yes, it's it's frustrating, and I think um, I have. What do you say? Um, what do you say uh, before that? It's um, if I you asked me if I have music that I'm holding on right now, and yes, obviously I think that my best tracks, my best tracks, I, or what I think that are my best tracks. Yeah, um, I'm holding on because um, that's that's one one reason because I think this tracks are so good that um, they will have a lot of support and it yeah. will come for the videos of the social media playing DJs this track. I, I I don't know. It was it was mm, starting August. I received the video play Marco Carola on uh, Space Miami. Wow. One of my tracks. It was uh, it was the local and I re- before the pandemic in February. And I say, mate, how can how can be that that this video comes to me six months after this? Yeah, happening. And um, yes, I think, and I think that the, the big labels that um, they I don't know what what reason I think that they are not taking tracks right now because it's it's like 
I have I have some answers. They are not um, club tracks because there are no clubs. Yeah, and I, th- I think and, that's and, that's what that's and yeah, that's what's that's what's hurting us now as as sort of DJ producers because the way that that records break, the way that the records become huge, is that lots of DJs play those records and lots of people hear those DJs playing those records. Um, and I think it's really difficult to have any, you know, big club records without clubs, without DJs, without clubs open. Um, you know, it's, you know, yeah, I mean, you haven't seen Fisher release a record, do you know what I mean, in the last six months, you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. And you Yeah, know, you, you only must see um, one of the producer what I, I and, and DJ what I, what I want to to know how it works. It's like Ellie Brown. He released the track Immortal uh, in the in the in the lockdown on Armada. This track it will kill everybody uh, kill everybody on the club. Yeah. Um, and he makes he makes a collaboration with um, with Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris, but. Uh, Kevin Harris, uh, the name was Love Gen- uh, yeah. Generator or Regenerator. Or, yeah. And these tracks are massive too. And um, I think um, one of my 2019 um, preferred track was um, was Soul of Casey Light. It was released on Tool Room. Yeah. I think this year we didn't have this kind, this kind of release. Because this this track works, everybody will this track, but it works hundred percent on the clubs. Yeah, and it's it's quite different. Like, yeah, what you say, Fisher has no releases in this week. Solado, I think uh, he makes one or two releases. Yeah, Cam Fed made uh, made um, made a collaboration with um, with uh, Adbot and Rhodes. And it was a massive. It, it, it is it's still a massive. It's I I, I can't stop he, to hear this track, and I will no imagine what what reaction will make this on in the club or in the festival, because the voice of the voice of Rhodes. I I I, I follow Rhodes like four or five years ago in in his uh, in the in the. Um, in this stuff, and I love Rhodes and uh, um, and mix the skills of Rhodes and Camelot and Arbat. It's like it must be not a the, track of the year. It must the problem be a is track of- the, the problem is though is that we we all we all know that musicals music is really disposable, and as soon as clubs reopen, there'll be so much more new music that we haven't heard yet, that those records, those Eli Brown records, those Love Regenerator records, those Art Back records, they won't get played because there'll be so much new music. And and that's what that's what sort of gets me down a little bit about the current situation is that you have these great records and, you know, you will release them. I'm sure I will release them. I've got a record coming out on Stashed next month. Like, it's a club record. There's no clubs to play in it, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's it's frustrating now. But at the same time, as producers, we 
we feel the need to keep making music and keep releasing music because it's what we do. And I suppose in a way we need content. We need to keep connecting with our audience and people who might like us. Um, but it's difficult. Have you done any, um, have you done any like live streams in lockdown? No, no, me neither, man. I, no. I, 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 no, it's no, it wasn't a trick question because I, and I've had this conversation on the podcast again, like, I really DJ for the people in front of me. Like I really feel that connection and try and create things. So to be honest, the idea of me standing alone and playing music to a camera just does not appeal to me. It doesn't feel like the same thing. It's not the same. It's so, not the same. The vibe yeah. and the you, it's not the same. It's it's like, it's like I understand um I understand what what uh, some DJs make. Like, okay, James Hyde, he has the fucking skills. Onto it's like it more it is more uh, focused for a camera yeah. and not for a crew. Okay, and um, but yes, James Hyde, it's only one person in the world. And in the lockdown, I was and he was, was doing and that. he was doing that. The important thing for me about James Hyde was. He was doing that. He's been doing that since before lockdown, you know. So yeah. that was that was his brand anyway. Like that was part of the show, part of the hype, you know, part of the whole package from two, three years ago, four years ago. So it's yeah. you know, so that makes sense for him. But you know, within reason, as you and I are chatting now, I wasn't doing that before lockdown. So for me to just start. You know, A, I didn't even know how to look as good as James Hype looks. Like, I don't have the cameras. I don't have the stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been difficult. And, you know, like you, I, I understand why people, have, you know, Carl Cox and, you know, there's some other people that have done great, great live streams and they look good. Um, it's just not something that's been, been, been something that I wanted to do. Um, we're going to start to wrap up the podcast. And the way that we do that, the first part that we way to do it is I'm going to ask you for like a dream gig. Um, so it's a dream show, a dream DJ show, a dream event. Um, I need you to tell me um, where this is going to take place. So it can take place in a club. It can take place in a festival. It can take place in a real club that you've played in like Eden or Esparadis. It can take place in a club that you'd like to play in. Um, it can take yeah. place in somewhere that no longer exists, like a club that you went to when you were small and now it's closed. Um, but that's the first thing. So we're going to have a venue. Then we're going to have three acts. You can be one of the acts if you want, um, or you don't have to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's no, there's not really a headliner. It's just sort of like three equal yeah. top billings. Um, they can be, you know, that are alive they can be live acts like daft punk they can be back-to-backs or back-to-back-to-backs that you can build it this is just a dream show man so blacker where are we going to have this dream show where is it going to take place Um, it's it's um this is the only thing that i i think it's it's clear i have honestly i have to to um Two um, venues there. 
Okay, I'm I'm more confident. I I prefer to play in the club and not in the festival. Yeah, Obviously, I, I I would love to play on a festival, but if I must choose, I want to play. I prefer to play in the festival, like uh, in the sorry on in the club, like three, four, five thousand people, but they are very close to you. You can see the faces and the the, the reactions of the people, as in the festival, that the first person is twenty or thirty meters away yeah. from you. Okay, it must be a sensation. I never played in I, in a specific um, tech house festival. Okay, but um, it must be it it must be a. So we're gonna have a, in, so we're gonna have the event in a club. club. Are we gonna? Yes. Is it? Are you gonna put a name on it? Is it like Amnesia? Is it like um, Eden? No, or is it's, it... it's, it's um, somebody, somebody will kill me, but uh, it's not Navy. So the the. the it's not navy for the the club. There, uh, the first option were uh, the Warhouse project in Manchester. Nice. Because I yeah. I, I, I love this. I, I saw the videos on Instagram, and I I always talking to my manager, mate. I will play there. I must play there in the co- from here in a couple of years because the atmosphere that it's. I I always like it. Um, this industrial. This industrial, um, industrial, ambient. yeah, yeah. So who's going and, gonna, and who, who's going to play? Are you going to play? Uh, yes, obviously, yes. because it's, it's it's my it's my dream. It's, the the second option was uh, I have the second option, and uh, in my mind comes the third too. It's like the second option was a uh, boot house. Okay. In in Köln, in Germany. They have an amazing sound there, and um, I think the last tech house event was um, Fisher. I don't know, but obviously I'm not in the. I'm not so high. I'm not one uh, percent <laughs> of uh, of Fisher nowadays. And um, and yes, maybe the third option were uh, Printworks in London. Cool, Printworks. Yeah, okay. So who else is on there? So if you're gonna, okay. So I'm gonna make you choose. You have to choose one between Warehouse Project, Boot House, and Printworks. Which one are you going to choose? <laughs> I don't know, mate. <laughs> I don't know, but um, the Warehouse Project. Okay, it's so like, we're going to go no. Warehouse Project with Black yeah. Hair, and who else? We've got two two slots to fill. Who who are you going to put in this lineup? It's 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 uh, it must make sense the lineup obviously. Um, the first of all, um, I would uh, say I don't know. I saw Kamel Fat live in in Cafe Mambo, and I was just uh, just behind them. Um, but. Um, It's crazy to say it. Yeah, you now you are fucking me. <laughs> um, Jamie Jones. Jamie Jones, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will. I will make it uh, more crazy. Jamie Jones back to back blacker. 
Nice. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Jamie Jones back to back with Blacker. That's Act One. I would love. I, I would love to trade him. Then I would make um, Ellie Brown. I love okay. this guy. I love the, all this, all the music what he makes. I love it, honestly. Um, yes. Back to back with someone or just on his own? I would make it um, back to back, maybe with Solado. Oh, nice. Yeah. They okay. both, both of them. I, I saw some back to back DJ sets with them, and it's crazy. And then I would, uh, I would, I don't know what to say, but um, well, I would, I love to see a back to back between Carl Cox, maybe Carl Cox and Mark Knight. Nice man. Do you know what? This is like what I've really enjoyed about this, and for some reason. Like, not a lot of people answer like this. Like, A, I like that you're playing. I really like that. B, I really like the kind of, like, the the crazy back-to-backs, like the sort of fantasy back-to-backs. Like, not, not that many people do it. So we're going to be at the Warehouse Project in Manchester. We're going to have Blacker back-to-back with Jamie Jones. We're going to have Salado back-to-back with Eli Brown. And we're going to have Kyle Cox back-to-back with Mark Knight. Mate, I am yeah. definitely, I am definitely buying a ticket for this. It sounds like a <laughs> wicked show. Let's, let's make it the first warehouse project back. Yes, after, because, uh, after lockdown. Because um, I made, I made my own, own parties here without playing here, uh, like me as promoter. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, I, I can say you three lineups, three house lineups. I can see you three tech house la- uh, lineups and three techno li- lineups. Okay, it w- I-, I can make it for, for you uh, another guy that I would uh, love to see play. It's Clooney. Yeah. Okay. Another guy like it's more techno stuff is re- uh, Rebuke. Yeah. The, the the Irish guy. Yeah. Um, Sorry for that. I will. I, I I would love to see him play. I would to see. Oh, I saw him and I saw Marco Carola and I saw Richie Hotin, but they are always big names to complete there. But then they are like lower DJs. They are quite amazing. And I obviously I want to see James Hype. Maybe one of my uh, favorite. It's like to see James Hype on Ministry of Sound, uh, to see um, Will Taylor, G. W. Harrison. Yeah, G. W. Um, Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, I I I saw Casey Light in Amsterdam playing. Nice. I saw Slash and Dove in the in the in the in the two room party. Um, there's is such so much DJs and. Uh, that I would love to see play, and DJs that maybe now I can't remember, but I say, hey, I would pay a ticket for see this guy play. Yeah, like yeah, Michael Beebe, the all the solid grooves, um, all the solid groove. Uh, I would love to say uh, I saw Dennis Cruz here in 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 the club here. 
but it be different thing. Okay, man. Well, the last thing, it's like, um, I, I, honestly, it's, it's for me. The last thing that uh, I'm going to ask you yeah. is to pick a track um, to play the podcast out. So you're going to tell me the track. We'll sort it out afterwards for me to put it in. But you're going to, um, it can be anything. It can be one of your new records. It can be one of your old records. It can be a record of someone else's that you love. It can be something old. It can be something that came out yesterday. But it's just, if anyone's been listening to this podcast for the last hour or so, you know, they've heard you talking, they've heard you talking about your early experiences. Just something that comes to mind now that encapsulates it. Like I say, feel free to use it to promote your own music or if you've got anything else, but just introduce the record and tell people why they should listen to it. I think that this is easy. I, I will not um, choose one of my tracks because, um, yeah, uh, if you are hearing um, one hour uh, speaking of this stupid guy from Spain, you obviously you, you, you will hear what, what I make. And it's like, um, okay, it's, it's fucking stupid if I say one of my tracks. It's like they are all on Spotify. Obviously, you can follow me on Spotify. You can follow me on Instagram, but it's not the, the goal. And if people want, um, I'm sorry, I should have asked this. If people want to find more out about you on Instagram, yeah. um, on SoundCloud, what should they be searching for? What should they be typing in? You must type in, obviously, in Spotify, only Blacker, like Blacker, yeah? And all my social medias is I am Blacker. And to, and if you're listening to this, it's spelt um, B-L-V-C-K-R. So if you want to find um, Blacker on Instagram, it is I am B-L-V-C-K-R. So, sorry, carry on. Tell, yes. me, tell me the tune that we're going gonna to play out on, ma'am. Um, it's a track of... Alan Fitzpatrick, call it. Uh, what do you want to do? And yeah, why I should think people listen? Right. And why? And why are you picking that track, man? I picked the track because I think it was the track. Um, I I I didn't know that track uh, before I played uh, my first time in Ibiza, and I hear this track played by Judge Jules, and in this amazing, it is. It's the best sound system that I never hear from Eden. To hear this track in Eden, it brings me, um, I don't know how to say it, like... Goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> Something like this. It's like, it was, I, was, I was here, and my, I was here speaking to my friend, and I said, mate, I must have this track. I shut on this, shut on this. And my friend say, hey, Shatham, you, well, you have a mobile phone too. <laughs> like, Mate, I must, I, 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 I must, and I run, I, I run, I run to the DJ booth to take a picture with, uh, with Judge Jules. Cool, man. Right. Well, thank, why... you, thank you so much for the chat. Um, it's been wicked. I hope to see you um, next year when all this COVID stuff is over. I hope to see you in Ibiza or Spain or over here in the UK. Um, but thank you for taking the time to have a chat with me, Blacker. Speak to you again soon, ma'am. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
Lighters in the House, the podcast about DJs, what they do and who they are. 